I'm a firm believer in mastering something, but I'm also a firm believer in while you're mastering, you kind of got to make mistakes along the way to figure out what's the next mastery, right? I'm never done mastering anything. I'm always learning, always growing. So if I'm only focusing on mastering one thing, like say my database and I'm forgetting about everything else and I'm not learning anything else in the meantime, what's going to happen when I'm done mastering my database? I got to start from scratch, right? I don't really have a place to kind of like a launch pad to go from. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. I'm talking with no music on. By the way, that was Queen. So, you know, I like to start my morning with some Queen. That was a great way to start the morning. Okay. So, um, Brittany, I know you're on my Thursday call. Do you think I should start out my Thursday calls with music also? Absolutely. 100%. Because I'm like, I need some music on those Thursday Thursday morning calls. Oh, my goodness. Okay. The call that I do after this, they start not only with music, but dancing. So... Okay, we're going to have to step it up on those Thursday morning calls. Um, Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. I'm so happy you're here. Um, We are going to do, uh, we're going to talk about omnipresence, right? It's kind of my, it's kind of my, like the buzzword right now. It's kind of like everyone, when they talk to me, they want to know two things from me. Like A, they want to know about my systems (laughs) or B, they want to talk about how you say omnipresent. So I'm going to talk a little bit about omnipresent. Um, Okay, so here's the deal. So I'm listening to uh, this book right now. It's really good. I'm going to highly recommend it. It's called The Art of Less Doing by Ari Miser. I'm going to put it in here. The Art of Less Doing by Ari Miser. Uh, and it's if you have an Audible subscription, uh, good news, it's free. Um, so might as well take advantage of a free book on Audible. Um, and it's actually really good. It's a kind of short. It's like, a, what a, I mean, I listened to everything on like a 1.6 or a 1.7. Probably doesn't surprise you. My ears, my brain here is really fast. So it's probably taking me about two hours total to get through it. But he in this book is talking about how like automation and delegation, like you've got to be able to do that, right? But he talks about like, he kind of moves into, it's very, very timely. So the the part I'm listening to right now is he's talking about um, Brendan Burchard. Y'all know who Brendan Burchard is? If you don't go down a Brendan Burchard rabbit hole, like I saw Brendan Burchard at EXPCon. He was a keynote speaker and I loved him before, but I love him even more now. So, uh, but Brendan Burchard is a genius. He's a productivity coach. He's a, he's a writer of uh, high performance habits. One of the best books on productivity I've ever read. Um, so, uh, as part of that, when I found him, but then I listened to his podcast. He's also a marketing genius, by the way. Like I didn't know this about Brendan Burchard, but one of the things that he does that is really kind of like, oh, I, you know, I, 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 it kind of resonated with me is he has one habit that he has turned into a slew of habits. Okay. The one habit he does is, um, he creates one video a week, one half hour video a week for YouTube. And that video becomes a blog post, multiple Instagram posts, a podcast, uh, an email campaign, right? So he is able by doing one thing, he is able to have content and be omnipresent, right? And it's pretty cool. Um, it's pretty cool to uh, um, like be able to hear that because 
what I want to show you today is how I how I have habits in place to be omnipresent in my business that is very, very, very similar. And I consider Brendan Richard to be a genius in his nature. So I'm like, oh, am I a genius? I don't know. Who knows? But I'm going to share that with you today. I'm going to share with you um, how I, how I systematize staying omnipresent. Because the reality is... Um, before I get there, I want to tell you another little story real quick. I was, um, I, you know, right now I've been interviewing for to fill a role on my team. And in the process, I've been really lucky. I've met a couple of people in that process who might not be good for this role, but they're going to be phenomenal agents. So, of course, I'm like, hey, you know, this role might not be for you, but but I want you as an agent on my team because I see some strength. I see some talent and me loving people and being a love. I love to develop people and help people like I see a strength. And so I was talking to someone yesterday and I was explaining kind of like what, like my, my claim, what, what I do, what my business model is. And she was like, oh my gosh. So you're not just marketing to your database. You're not just doing this. You're not just doing that. And it's really interesting because like a lot of times I think that we as real estate agents like try to focus, we, try, we niche, right? We, we want to niche. It's really important, but we try to focus on that one area and, and, and make it perfect before we try to have, make a little, have a little failure by, by trying to be able to do a little bit more at the same time. Right. And I am a firm believer in, 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 in mastering something. I'm a firm believer in mastering something, but I'm also a firm believer in while you're mastering, you kind of got to make mistakes along the way to figure out what, what's the next mastery, right? You, I'm never done mastering anything. I'm always learning, always growing. So if I'm only focusing on mastering one thing, like say my database and I'm forgetting about everything else and I'm not learning anything else in the meantime, what's going to happen when I'm done mastering my database? I got to start from scratch, right? I don't really have a place to kind of like a launch pad to go from. So really, when you're when you're working with omnipresence or trying to be omnipresent, I want to encourage you to take what I'm going to show you, use it in your right, and then learn as you go. Like success or failure is the number one uh, number one teacher. I learned so much about failure. I fail at a lot of things. I failed at a lot of things. I failed at hiring. I failed at, at sales. I failed at listing appointments. I failed at buyer appointments. I failed at so many different things, right? But I've also learned every single time. So gosh, there's so many people in here without cameras. It's so weird. So weird to talk to a bunch of black boxes. Okay. So let me, let me share with you here um, the piece that I want to share with you. One second here. Oh my gosh. So I want to show you how we work with omnipresence in my team. Um, kind of what a uh, kind of a high level, what our strategy looks like. Uh, and then I'll go into a little bit more of a deep dive. So some of you may have seen this before. Some of you may not have, but we'll find out. Okay. So I want to, this is what it looks like. So the strategy on my team is we really like, this is omnipresence, right? Omnipresence is being everywhere. Omnipresence is being on all channels. I mean, what's there? TikTok, Facebook, Google business, uh, Pinterest. I don't know who's on Pinterest here. I got to learn. I got to learn something about Pinterest. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know a little bit more about Pinterest. Is it something I should actually look into? I don't know, but it's not on my channel yet. Uh, Facebook, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook personal, Google business, YouTube, you know, database, blogs, websites, LinkedIn, email drips, farming, right? And now like I'm getting a lot more requests to be on other people's podcasts. So now I'm going to have to add podcasts onto this flow chart, right? And then that's going to turn into me wanting to do my own podcast, which is then going to turn to another channel on my flow chart, right? 
So when you're working, when you're looking at being omnipresent, what I encourage you to do, if you're trying to figure out how to get there, I encourage you to start with something like a flowchart. And this is actually how it happened for me as I was like, okay, I got to figure this out because sometimes I feel like I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off, going from here to here, 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 use this for remarketing, use this for this and this and follow this strategy. Right. And it, it gets really overwhelming. Like it's just, I can't handle it. So when you're talking about being omnipresent, like I encourage you to do what Brendan Burchard is doing, right? And that's what I'm doing. Find that one channel that you love to do, that one habit that you love. If you love to write blog posts, that's the only thing you should be focusing on. Does that make sense? But when you focus on it, you're then going to learn how to use technology and use tools to be able to turn that content into other pieces and that's going to work out to, to move, move to other channels. That makes sense? So in my, in my business, we focus, we're right now, our focus is heavily on Instagram because I've been on Facebook for five years. Facebook has built my business. Facebook has gotten me to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm, I feel like I've mastered Facebook. At the same time, while I was on Facebook, I was also on Instagram, also on YouTube, also on TikTok, also on all these other channels, right? Didn't master them, but that's okay. I was failing, learning, failing, learning, right? So now what we do is we focus heavily on Instagram. So all of the content that we're creating goes, it's it's created for Instagram. Because cool, couple of cool things about Instagram, if you didn't know, is Instagram is an SEO friendly platform. So SEO is also going to help you with what? YouTube, blogs, website, Google. Right. So by focusing on a platform like that, you are able to use that content that you are writing for that channel and easily disperse that out to other channels that are going to help you because you're focusing on the one thing. Right. But from Instagram, what else can you do? You can share that same content to TikTok, Facebook, YouTube Shorts. So that's what we do. We focus heavily on creating content for Instagram because A, if you've <laughs> you've heard me talk about this before, you know I love Instagram. That is my thing. I love it. It's my favorite. Like I'm never going to be a TikToker. I hate it. Like in fact, the other day we shared something to TikTok and I got a bunch of freaking negative comments. I'm like, this is exactly why I don't like TikTok. It's a bunch of trolls. Not my favorite. Not my favorite. Some of you who love TikTok, I would love to have you as a guest on here and share some positive things about TikTok because it does work for some people. For me, it's not my thing. But like that's that's why we focus on Instagram. I like the platform. I like it's pretty. It's visual, aesthetic. It's a positive. It's a community. Instagram is a community, right? Facebook is a community. Meta has really, really worked on making their platforms community-based platforms, which is really helpful for someone like me who wants to be omnipresent because I like being part of a community. So how we work it is all of the content that we create, we follow our Instagram content rules, which is SEO-friendly caption, calls to action. We follow those, those rules for Instagram. And, we, and then we easily take that. We analyze the highest performing content. And we say, okay, this high performing content right here, that's what we want to make sure we want to share. Because a high-performing content, like if it's going to work on Instagram, it's going to it's going to work everywhere else, right? And how do we how do we decide how do we define high-performing content? 
So on Instagram, it's really easy. The way I define it on, on Instagram is a, depending on the purpose, because Instagram of uh, your social media has content funnels. So depending on the purpose of the funnel or the piece, the type of content that we're putting out there, that's how I analyze if it's high performing. Some of it's based off of engagement from followers. Some of it's based off of, of reach. Some of it's based off of views. It really just depends. We have different we have different uh, data points for each level, each type of content. We analyze it, and that's what we say. Okay, we're going to go ahead and repurpose that. But you guys, the repurposing is the easy, easy, easy part. Is it, Milo? Is the repurposing the easiest part of the whole thing? Well, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, so Milo, system. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I interrupted. But once you have like the system going, like, but I know that is really important. Yeah, the repurposing part is really the easiest part. So let me pull up here. One second. Let me go back to this slideshow real quick. So what happens is we repurpose content. We use a, a tool called repurpose.io. You guys haven't heard of it. Milu has a link she can share with you to share to have an affiliate link for it. I'd love you to take a look at it. Repurpose.io, that's what we use. And that easily takes your content from one platform to the next. You can create workflows in repurpose.io that allow you to take it from where you want to start. If you want to start your content on YouTube, start your content on YouTube and you can use repurpose.io to repurpose it out. That's the cool part about, it, about tools. So we use that. And then what happens is we have this high-performing content. We repurpose that content. And then I say, hey, you know what? This was great. So you know, every month, I sponsor a magazine, two magazines around here. They hit 6,500 people, 6,500 homes. And once a quarter, I get featured as a featured, a featured art article. So we'll take my highest-performing article or my highest-performing content from that, um, from that quarter, and we'll turn that into an article for a magazine. So that now that high performing content on Instagram has hit YouTube, whether it be in a long form YouTube video, whether it be in a YouTube short, it's hit Google business because it's a Google business update. It's hit Facebook on both business and personal. It may have hit TikTok if it was a video. If it wasn't, it wouldn't hit TikTok, but it may have. That, that high performing content has also been repurposed into an email drift campaign. When's the last time you guys went and you rewrote your email drift campaigns? Okay. When's the last time you wrote your own drip campaigns? Most of us probably buy drip campaigns from people. I mean, I have, I have. And every time I buy them, I'm like, oh God, Carrie and I were just talking about one that we both purchased the other day. We were like, ah, oh, I think we might have gotten ripped off because I can write way better content. And when I go back and I analyze the high performing email, the highest open emails in my, in my um, uh, uh, CRM, Right. I don't know why I couldn't say that. Think about that for a second. <laughs> the highest performing emails, the ones to get the most opens, the most clicks, the most responses. Guess what those are? Those are my high performing Instagram posts. They're stories that I've told on Instagram. They are educational pieces that I've told on Instagram. Right. So the cool thing is that high performing Instagram posts is getting repurposed to all these other channels, but in the email, now I'm doing a couple of things. In the email drip campaign, I might have just the just the content or just the caption in there. But I also might have a link back to my back to my page. I might have a link back to Facebook, might have a link back to Instagram. So what happens when they're coming back to me on Instagram is then 
I'm retargeting, right? Because I'm spending money on retargeting ads. I'm retargeting and they've hit my page multiple times. So they're going to see more and more and more and more of my content. So really, when I talk about omnipresence as a, at a high level, I, I, I'm going to answer Kayla's question right now. Kayla's question was, um, YouTube would be appropriate at the top of your algorithm. So you, 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 here's the thing. My, any top of your algorithm, it needs to be an SEO friendly platform because that's going to serve you best, right? If you're trying to write, you're trying to make Facebook the top of your, top of your algorithm, it's not really super SEO focused. So it might not serve you best. But if you have an SEO focused platform at the top of your algorithm, that would be appropriate. So then, um, I still have a question. Can you, sorry, Linnea, can you list them again? What you said the SEO friendlies are? Uh, 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 Instagram, YouTube, mm -hmm. Google, website. Okay. Google website? Google and your website. Okay, cool. Thank you. Sorry to interrupt. And SEO on your website right now is super, super, super important. Joy had a huge success from her SEO. Like she focused on SEO just for like her first 30 days. And she got Joy. That's where your big listing came from, right? Yeah, Joy had a big listing yeah. from just focusing. What What did you do? I just went through. Um, what did I do? Oh, I put in keywords. This is what I did. I put in keywords and information about all of the areas that I serve. And within two days, a stranger called and asked me to list her two million dollar house. It was crazy. I said, how did you hear about me? She said, online, I found you online. And I thought social media, because I've had clients come from social media. And she said, no, I just was Googling. So there you go. It works. That's why being SEO, you got to be SEO focused. So if you're going to be any sort of repurposing, focus on the one platform and just find that one platform you're super, 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 super passionate about. Because I, I don't know if it's possible to be passionate about a platform, but... Because I, I like social media. <laughs> I like social media. I love it. I'm not gonna, I mean, I mean, I'm a I'm a what is it? An, I'm an old Gen X or a geriatric millennial, whatever you want to call it. I'm an old Gen X or a young Gen X, I mean, right? So I'm in that age where I like I grew up without I didn't have a cell phone until I was in my 20s. I had a pager from the time at the time I was 16, right? So I didn't really grow up with that. I remember the internet superhighway kind of like coming to light and the, we're not talking about the world changing, right? I was probably like 15 or 16 when that was happening. So I, I kind of grew up with like that cross between that age of technology versus not the age of technology. And I'm going to tell you, as I've gotten older, I've learned to love technology even more because technology has has allowed me to grow and expand my knowledge base. It's, grow, it's allowed me to grow and expand my business base. Technology has has really allowed me to um, basically find business for free. Thank you, Joy, for putting that in my mouth. She knew exactly what I was trying to say. So um, here's the thing. So omnipresence, right? Focus on that top piece of your algorithm, whatever that is for you, right? I would highly recommend it be a platform that you like, right? Be a platform you like. That's why we put Instagram at the top because I was like, you know what? I freaking love this platform. I like it. I like the beauty of it. I like that you can read words. I like that you can scroll through pictures. I like it that you can watch long videos, short videos. You can dig down deep. You can engage with people. You can find people. You can connect with people, 
So I like it. That's just how I feel about it, right? So for me, it made way more sense. And then when I learned that it was um, backing up, jumping over my words here, when I learned that it was um, SEO friendly, I was like, oh my God, okay. Now it even makes more sense for me, right? Because the other thing is like, you know, the content that you're putting out on one platform might not actually work in the exact same format on another platform. But the point that matters is that the, the the copy that you're writing for that content, that copy that you're writing for that post is going to be very easily converted to all these other campaigns. Especially, especially when you're writing it optimized for search engine optimization. I didn't have to say optimized twice there. Petya, you have a question? Uh, yes. How often do you integrate uh, this in your drip campaign? Uh, and I'm asking because I know when we overheat our database, you know, with a lot of information, actually, we can get the opposite, right? Turn them over because they're subscribed, let's say, buyers uh, for new listings or sellers or whatever, you know, we do for them. So how often do so, you keep them so Let me make sure I understand. Your question is, how often do I update my drip campaigns? So, uh, from what I understand, your drip campaign, yes, if this is a part of the, uh, no, I'm talking about the mass email, because you said that you're, uh, you know, hitting your database with mass email, with a, um, repurposing the, um, something that you post on Instagram and you get a lot of opening and engagement on that. How often do you do that? Not to be overdoing plus well, all yeah. other. We are not yet at the point where we are um, super consistent about sending out a database newsletter. But when I'm talking drip campaigns, I'm talking about like someone comes in from somewhere, some way, shape or form, right? Whether they're coming from a QR code, whether they're coming in from a lead campaign or whatever, they come in, they're being, they get on a drip campaign through my email inbox. They go on an immediate drip campaign and then they go on a 30 day and then they go on 11 months and then they go on a long term. So when I'm talking about updating the drip campaign, I'm talking about those drip campaigns. So I go through and I analyze the 30-day drip campaign. Of the 30-day drip campaign, how many opens that I have, what's not getting open. If something's not getting open, I'm going to try to change that. Mm -hmm. Does that, that answer your question? Yes, in some point. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, like, the whole, the whole point... Do you of, like, do mass emails or you don't? I don't do... Um, I don't, we don't do major mass emails. No, I don't want to spam my spam my thing. But we do yeah. have people, we are now starting to do where we want people to subscribe to our newsletter. Um, someone asked, what platform do you use for an easy newsletter? The cool part is uh, we actually, have part of the reason we weren't as consistent about it for a while, Isabel, was because uh, I didn't want to pay for an extra thing. I hate paying, you guys. I hate paying for a bunch of stuff. I hate it. It's like, pay for this, but pay for this, but pay for this, but pay for this, pay for this, right? So um, follow-up boss has now made it to where you can actually create an, put an HTML code in your... Um, in your uh, email. So now we will be using follow-up boss for our email newsletters. It's awesome. If you have KV Core, you can do the same thing in KV Core without having to pay for an extra service. But I know a lot of people use MailChimp. Um, I know some people use like constant contact for e-newsletters. Um, okay. Do we have any questions on, on that? 
on omnipresence, on focusing on the one thing and then we're learning to repurpose it. John Sibia asked, is this part of your social media class? Yes, it is. So in my class, we are, we're diving really deep on um, creating uh, creating the right type of content, uh, including content in the right content funnels, when to post them, how often to post them, what you need to do. Uh, we're diving deep into how to plan it, organize it, write copy, what tools are used to write copy, uh, what tools are used for SEO, how to use those tools. Um, and then what else? Like, what else are we doing, Patsy? Yeah, we're doing a lot in that class. There's a lot going on. I cannot wait. <laughs> I'm addicted to this class. It's yeah. So cool. yeah. This is something that I will never, ever come on myself. Uh, so all this knowledge that, you know, I'm yeah. getting there. Yeah. So, so I'm on the fence, please go. Yeah. So that's, um, that's actually the Thursday call that I'm talking about. Is uh, it's a social media class that I teach on Thursdays. Um, I, we started it this week. We have the next one. It's a four week class, um, and I'm diving really deep into of uh, my my content strategies, sharing my tools, sharing my content warehouse, sharing my content like all of my all of my things, all of my content things. So um, that is what uh, that's what that's all about. Um, any other questions, Joy? You have a you have a question coming to you in here. Joy, did you use any software to find the keywords for your thing, for your website? I, I think I left a really long answer that's probably sounds complicated, but it's really not. You just open text edit or simple text and put in everything you can think of. Homes for sale in, houses for sale in, apartments for sale in, even if there aren't any, you know, townhouses for sale in everything you can think of because there are so many characters you can put there in KV core. If you use KV core, I don't know the other systems. Anyway, I just did that in text edit and I did find replace and I would find the place I put in and replace it with the next one. I just made a list and went down the list. And then I had chat GPT write me an SEO optimized post for each place. Because there's a really cool, you know, I'll share this with you right here. There is a PDF that I have that is called Real Estate Keywords. So if you are interested in optimizing your website or creating content that's SEO optimized, this is a really good place to start. This is for you here in the link there. Um, so Kayla's asking, can you post to social media from Canva? I don't know. I don't know. Milu, can you post to social media from Canva? You kind of can, but it's not like really, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. It's sometimes it doesn't work properly. So I would just recommend you to design on Canva, uh, if you are using that for design and then you can schedule through like the in-house apps. That's always better. I, I just built a website and, and published it from Canva last night. It's crazy. Canva has a lot of cool tools, but some of them, mostly the ones related to social media, they are not really like best performing. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Okay, hold on. Deanna's saying my thing is asking me for permission. Oh gosh, how do I change it? Hold on. It's because I have it to where only people on my team can access it. Hold on. I'll figure this out. I know what I'll do. Here, I'll do this. I'll copy it and then I'll, I'll create a new one because I don't know what's going on here. Make a copy. Okay, how about this one? Share. We're gonna figure this out. 
How come it's not letting me change it? Okay, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll put this in my Facebook group. How about that? Thank you, Deanna. I'll figure... I don't know why I can't do it. Or actually, I'll just, um, I'll just um, upload it too. So I don't know if it's going to... I'm not getting any. Okay, I'll figure it out for you guys. But check my Facebook group. I'll have the um, link in there at the end of... Uh, in here in a little while. So any other questions? No. Okay, how do you, who who feels like you can be omnipresent? Who feels like you have a really good system in place to be omnipresent and be everywhere? Learning it every week, Linnea. I like it. I like it. One thing at a time, right? One thing at a time. Right? You, you got you got to just focus because I think a lot of times a lot of times when it comes to like thinking about being omnipresent it gets really overwhelming. I mean, it does for me. That's for me. I mean, and you know, I've got this down and it's still overwhelming. Sometimes I'm like, ah, I also am a problem solver. You know, I'm also a person who like, I, I always see a problem. Like I'm really good at finding a problem and fixing it. Like it's kind of a time waster for me. Um, so, uh, Joy, uh, or Suma, Suma just said, my issue is consistency. Well, great, Suma. My social media class is going to be great for you. You know why? Because we're talking about how to stay consistent by making it easy. You got to make content production digestible. So if you're having a problem with staying consistent on creating content and getting content out on platforms, you're probably trying to do too much at once. You got to make it digestible. And the only way to make it digestible is to understand piece by piece, what are the rules for content? And there's, there's rules. There's rules. You can't just put content out and be like, oh, it's going to work. It's not going to work. That's not how it works. You got to have a, a strategy. You got to post things. There's four pieces to a content funnel. Right. You got to have, you got to understand how to make people aware of you, how to make people interested in you, how to make people want, consider you, and how to make people have conversations with you. If you don't understand how to do all those things, like that's where you're going to run down that content rap, the content rap race. Okay. Can I ask a question? Uh, sure. Can I ask? Yeah, go ahead, Kayla. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I guess I'm not on mute either, am I? I talk to myself. Um, so my business card or my business, my web page that I built is just kind of more like a business card, right? It's uh, for my target market of people downsizing. So it, it's actually not a real estate website at all. I have to keep my two businesses separate. But what I want to know is like, I still want to put out content that um, it has video, but also maybe were, you know, written words and whatnot. I, I, well, I don't have a blog. So like, would I, do you think, what would you recommend is the best platform for creating your, your story? I know you say Instagram, but I'm like thinking where you go in and you, you have a topic and you collect it. So I was thinking YouTube. When you're saying a topic in collective, my brain is thinking of storage place to store all your ideas. Yeah. So like if I was um, downsizing and I'm interested in the, some different aspects of downsizing or the emotional aspect of downsizing or, you know, whatever the different buckets of topics I'll come up with as I start building my my book. Well, um, if you want to do all video content, YouTube's a great place because you can put playlists on YouTube. That's a great place for it. Um, if you want to have a mixture between video and like just kind of text, text posts and some photos, um, you know, you could easily use a platform like Instagram uh, and then make sure you're labeling your content to so so you know, like you can create folders with an Instagram and save your content into folders with an Instagram. Uh, you could also build a landing page or a, a website with just that information. So there's a lot of a lot of different ways that you could do that. Oh, okay, I appreciate you that. Thank you, Linnea. Mm -hmm. uh, Deanna, 
Um, so I just wanted to say, as somebody that was able to get into Linnea's first course, um, it has been incredibly valuable. Um, it is incredibly interactive. She really takes the time to answer people's questions, whether they're newbies or advanced. She's covering the full spectrum of it. And as somebody that's not afraid to do video, but has been overwhelmed with the platforms, um, my first week I wasn't able to attend because I was out of the area, didn't have signal, came back on Wednesday, quick caught up. And on Thursday, life-changing, absolutely life-changing. So if you guys are struggling with these platforms and how to build your, you know, structure yourself, you should be signing up for this. You will not regret it. Thanks, Deanna. I and Linnea, you, you can pay me later for that. Keep that on the table. It's, Thank you. I really want to back up that because we, most of us, we know each other from another coaching program that is heavily focused on social media and video and stuff. And me, myself, I've felt like burnout trying to keep up with all these different platforms, repurposing, not exactly sure how to structure that. Um, so, yes, all these, uh, it has been incredible, absolutely incredible. And for people who really need help, they can start, like Linnea said, with turning on the camera and practicing. The good thing about videos is that people will talk about you anyway, so at least let them see you every day and enjoy, you know, your business growing and enjoy your life and serve your clients. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So Milu, could you one more time, put the link in there. So if you guys are interested in learning a little bit more, the next course is coming up on the 16th of November. We are taking Thanksgiving off. Don't worry. Like I like to take breaks. So we're taking Thanksgiving off. Uh, but you get, but what we're talking about, I'm going to show you my content purpose and strategy. I'm going to show you how I use tools like repurpose.io. I'm going to show you how I use tools like ManyChat to automate conversations. I'm going to show you how I get people actually coming into my social media channels to actually want to buy from me. Um, and the cool thing, the cool thing about uh, the course is that a lot of the people <laughs> that are in the course now came directly from social media. So I'm like, okay, I know it works. Uh, we're going to be doing that. And then I also share with you my entire content database, which is, <laughs> which it took me a long time to build out. So I'll be sharing my content database with you. Um, and then you'll have an option to basically uh, have access to the uh, future classes that come up because of course it's always changing and always growing. So I encourage you to get in now before my price goes up again because I raise it every time. Uh, so I encourage you to get in early before it goes up again so you can have access to this stuff in the future uh, at a lower price. So, okay. Well, thank you, everyone. If you have any questions, you know where to find me. And can I just ask, uh, what kind of level of repurpose UI? They have different plans. What, which one will you suggest? Uh, Milu? Milu? I don't know the answer <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can you repeat the question, Pedia? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, we they have. I see a repurposeio have different plans. Which one do you? Which one do you recommend? I think we were using the the middle one. The like I don't remember. I think it was the one in the middle. I don't remember, but I can check. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we'll let you know. We'll look in like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, you guys. Have a great week. 
If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.